Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinions. Pop Opinions. Episode 106. Yep. That's it. That's the number. That is you got, 106. You got tattoos. I got tattoos today. Duda. I got two. I got one on my foot, which is the word love in my grandmother's handwriting who has passed in 2019. And I came across this card that when Meg was born, she gave to me. So it said something Meg. Well, it said Megan, but we'll just do that. Meg Han. Meg Han. Uh, love. Great grandma. But I took the love and I got it tattooed on my foot. And then I got these two. It's a Viking symbol. It's these two like, um, like I guess you would say V's, but whatever on my finger. And it means create your own reality. Okay. Okay. Dr. Strange. <laughs> yes. So that's what I did today. I feel like that answers how you're, how you're doing, but how are you doing? I'm so great. I had the best day ever. I had tattoos. I met a girlfriend. We had some wine. It was the most stunning day today. It's like 24 degrees. We're on a patio in October. It was so great. And then, so it was nice to catch up with her. Then did a little shopping. Now I'm podcasting with you. Then we watched Survivor. I mean, this to me is like the dreamiest day ever, right? Except I wasn't home a lot. That maybe was, you know, hard on the dog. Um, I started a new book this morning and read 62 pages, by the way. That's how I started my day. That's like, really? Could you think of a better day for me? Mm, pretty great. No, I couldn't think of a better day. It was pretty great. How are you, Jack? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. Not good. Not great. Not terrible. Just just good. You're living. Just living life. L-I-V-I-N. That's right. Uh, nothing really special going on. Okay, well. I watched. I finished Friday Night Lights. Uh, brought some oh, up. we should talk about um, the movie we saw. Okay. Bros. Bros. Took me a minute. Billy Eichner. He, it's number one right now. And I'm so happy. Number one in what? Like the number one movie right now. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, we went to see Bros on Friday night, the night it opened. And it is the first male gay rom-com. And we wanted to support it. And... We loved it. It was. It was very good. Very, like, I don't want to say very cliche, but it's a cliche rom-com movie. Yeah, totally. It's like, I mean, it's a rom-com. What are you expecting? Like, we're going to get together. We're going to break up. We're going to get back together. We're going to. Whoa. Well, like, that's a rom-com recipe. Maybe you know? this one's different. It could totally be different. It's not. But no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, it also was, I wouldn't say it's like fully rom-com. Like, I would say there's pretty dramatic and it's kind of informative too like i actually learned stuff from it and it was kind of cool yeah there's stuff that i learned that i wasn't expecting to learn especially not sitting next to you and expect yeah. to learn yep no there was um there were a couple things that you maybe don't want to be sitting with your um son daughter with but yeah. we managed yeah. you just like don't look over yeah. just focus on the screen with the males you know doing the thing yeah it was great though i i, I highly recommend it i think i think it was a good movie but if you can't handle whatever then maybe it's not for you but yeah i think there's a lot of people that don't want to see it because of 
the inclusivity, which is the only way I could say it because it's just like it's just a really good movie and it's some like it's a powerful message. Like mm-hmm. like Billy Eichner wrote uh, wrote this movie, stars in it. It has I don't know if it's all the cast, but I know it's at they least said majority majority of the cast is part of the LGBTQ plus community, which is so fabulous. Like right. I don't know. That's the thing is like not to get whatever in this podcast because it's a pretty light one. But just for the sake of, you know, just to put it out there is people think there's enough space for everybody. Mm -hmm. There's enough space. Everyone can be who they want to be. And there is enough space for that kind of movie. And if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. But don't hate on it either. Just don't don't hate on it unless you watched it. Genuinely didn't enjoy it. Then sure. No problem. Yeah because everyone's entitled to their opinion but mm. yeah anyways that's our news and i hope to see amsterdam this weekend because it does open i probably won't be able to i think we can make it work sunday like night yeah why not i don't know we'll figure it out we're gonna we're definitely gonna see it we're gonna see it within the next like week or so right mm. like that's our plan and then yeah we'll go from there mm-hmm. cool and uh, also recommend Dahmer, the Netflix series. I've I don't recommend it. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Evan, just kidding. I never saw it. But uh, Evan Peter, it's Evan Peters. I think is like I don't know if he's going for it, but to me, it's like Emmy territory. Oh, 100 percent, it will be. Looks like that type of. And it's actually not because you, you know me. I'm like don't like scary or. Well, you and I are the same. Yeah. No boo. But it is. It it's not really that scary it is like they go more into like Creepy. the background of like his childhood and his upbringing and like how some things may have influenced him to do what he did right right there's no justifying that but then they also make some of the characters like some of the other characters not that likable so mm-hmm. you don't feel as bad yeah 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 but they also kind of make him sympathetic but also you know what he does and did and it's yeah. awful yeah I heard they do it a lot from the female point of view, too. But uh, So far, it's pretty much just him. But oh, okay. I think I've watched three okay. three episodes, but highly recommend. Evan Peters is great. Cool. Well, he's fantastic, right? He he maybe should do a rom-com, though. I know, but like I feel like he's like... I don't want him to go down like a Heath Ledger path of, you know, when you're always doing hard characters like that. Like when you think of, you know... Um, American Horror Story and like he he does complicated characters you worry about that penetrating into your actual existence of who you are you know I I don't know I think I have a good rom-com idea so no one steal this when I talk about it okay so Evan Peters yes and Timothy Chalamet (laughs) are in a love triangle (laughs) starring Meg there you go oh my god that would be her dream right be a perfect movie i'll write it yeah and it's just the three of them that would be amazing it'd be how how do you know part two is that a movie yeah it's with reese witherspoon it's really bad good to know it's not the best uh today on our episode we've got imc's rise which um i think it's gonna win uh every oscar uh, every award out there, it'll probably win Grammys if you were voting. Uh, so you watched Rise. I did. And I watched Rocket Man. Yeah. So a couple biopics. So why not? Do a biopic. Top 10 biopics. Oh, top 10? No, I'm just kidding. God. <laughs> I, was, I just wanted to mess with you. It, it worked. Um, there's a couple movies where 
I have them. I have them ranked, and I question if they're biopics. Oh, okay, great. Because um, I think the category is kind of fuzzy. Yeah, I like that. Um, I just want to say for the record that I had made the list before I watched Rise, and then I had to readjust. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. IMC time. Oh, my finger tattoo. Oh. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Gotcha. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go first. What do you need? A pen. To make the time. Yeah. Cause people like to know what time. I could just do it after. I'll just listen back. Just write it with that. That's like a markery thing. Yeah. Okay. Good enough. Okay, I watched the movie Rise, and I'm gonna go first, and I'm going to do this fun thing where I'm gonna point to Jack when I need him to say a certain word. Okay. Okay. So this is a, a movie, it's a true story about the, now I'm pointing to you, so say it. Well, about the, about the Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, just not the last name. Oh, the Antetokounmpo family. Antetokounmpo family. Yeah, pretty okay. close. Okay. Ante, no, I'm putting a P in there. Kum- well, it's at the end. Antetokounmpo. Bo. Bo. I know. I was saying Po. Okay. Wait. It is Po. Antetokounmpo. Well, it's a B, though, it's in the actual writing, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll look it up, but I'm, I'm... Okay. Anyways, it is about this family that they are, after emigrating to Nigeria, okay, um, to Greece, the... Antetokounmpo. Uh, family struggled to care for their five kids and they had left one behind. So they actually only have four with them. Well, sorry, they go, they, so what they do is they drop off a kid and then they go to Greece and then they have four boys. So then they didn't travel with any kids. They did that on purpose of like, let us get settled and then we'll come, we'll get the other one. Anyways, it's not about him. I just want to say that um, the meaning of their name is the king has returned from across the seas. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool. So it happens in 1990. The In Nigeria, the parents decide to leave and they, they leave their firstborn, like I said. Um, and then they... So it's a lot of the first little bit is just how they get um to Greece so it's not a lot of the movie it's like maybe 10 minutes or so but it's just like the running from the police the hiding out living out of a suitcase just basically living in fear I did hear that Disney romanticized this and it didn't have the harshness that it probably really did however I feel like I can infer I was fine I didn't need it to be any more graphic than it was like I could infer how scary this was for this family I didn't need it to be like scarier. There was running from the police. There was being taken away. There was crying. There's fear. There's like, I felt it all. I didn't need anything more. Um, so like they go to Greece and then it, they kind of like jump time, but they don't really tell you when it is. Like they're just all of a sudden there's like another kid there and you're just like, oh, okay, I guess we've moved on. Um, she sells sunglasses and then the husband goes I think he picks like he works on like a farmy thing. I'm not sure what he was actually doing. He had this like comb thing and he was just like with the trees. So he would be gone sometimes for a couple of days and she would have these boys. Um, This is about these three boys that do 
eventually make it to the NBA. However, it is not about that. Do you know, like, it's not, it's not a basketball movie. It's just a movie about future basketball players players and how, how they got to that point. And it's really about this family. I have never seen such a family depicted. And I think it's true, but in such a, their loyalty to each other, their love for one another, their just, it was just beautiful. Like it was really, really beautiful. I, I could not say enough nice things about this movie. I would just want to say, so they live in this like one bedroom apartment. At one point, all four boys are sleeping in this bed. Like it is like at maybe a double or sorry, maybe a queen could be a double Four boys. These aren't these turn into basketball players. So these aren't little boys. They're pretty big. Um, and the parents sleep on the couch together, like snuggled. It's crazy to me. Anyways, um, they're at the park one day and the boys, they're in their teens or something. They're pretty young. Anyway, they pick up a basketball and these guys are like, do you want to come play? They have no idea how to play, but they're both pretty tall. So they pick it up like crazy fast, super, super fast. The kids say, why don't you come to this place? It's about an hour and a half away, but you could like join the league kind of thing, but it's an hour and a half away. So they do it the first time without telling their dad, which they're not documented. So it was very scary when the parents found out they were like, you can't be traipsing all around and stuff like that. Um, but then they slowly kind of come around to be like, okay, you can go and play basketball here. And then it becomes, it becomes about like where to go next in this, you know, like where, because most people tell me if I'm wrong. What I understood is when you come, when you get drafted to the NBA, you either come from college or you're coming, like you have to go to a college and then you get drafted or you come right out of high school. Uh, so the rule in the NBA, uh, since like the early 2000s was you have to be a year removed from high school it doesn't have to necessarily be college okay they do give other options and for someone like Giannis it was he played he played in Europe which is fine as long as it, it's more it's an age requirement like you have to be 19 or but you could be 18 but a year removed from college okay I felt somehow the way he got into the NBA was different but I didn't really understand the semantics of that anyways a lot of the teams won't in Europe won't draft him because so he's trying to get drafted to other European teams like higher up. They won't draft him because he's undocumented and they're too scared. They're worried about his status. So they do have this one agent who had been with them for a while, but he was pretty fresh. Like he was pretty new and he, um, he tried to get like, he, he was just, he was always on their team and stuff like that. So then this, all of a sudden this big wig shows up at their apartment and he's like flashing money. Here, I'll give you five, five hundred, five thousand euros, which to them is like, would be unbelievable amount of, well, it is a lot of money, but for mm-hmm. them would be a, like, I couldn't even imagine what that would be like, you know, I'll give you running shoes. I'll give you just sign this. Like he's just sitting on the couch. You could tell he's kind of like an arrogant, like, yeah, obviously come with me. Cause I'll set you up for life. Yeah. It's not a genuine human connection. It's yeah. a business relationship. So the whole family goes in to the like kitchen area and they all have a discussion because this is what this family does. They are so tight knit. And so they all go in 
and they're talking they're like oh that money would be great whatever but for some reason they're both they're all like I just like I don't know we shouldn't go against our other agent like it's not a good thing to do so they decide no they're they're not going to sign this contract they have um so like a not even 10 minutes goes by this douchebag guy leaves and their agent shows up and it's like I have I can get you into the NBA draft I I I know a guy there he's willing to look at you guys and I can get you in I guess they have to do like a preliminary like show up show your stuff so yeah it's called the draft combine uh if you watch hustle it'll it kind of explains it better but basically they get um, all the draft or not all but a lot of the draft eligible players that they think will actually be drafted because some of them don't get drafted and they just have to like sign contracts um, so you kind of yeah you showcase your skills you see like they measure you right. like height weight they see how high you can jump how fast you can run they usually do like a scrimmage game to see what you're like in a game and yeah a lot of scouts and gms and coaches will go there and watch right so his other brother uh, Thanasis. Thanasis had broken his ankle, so he wasn't eligible. I guess he could have gone to, or I'm not really sure. Anyways, the parents send these two boys. Only the one is eligible, though, with the agent. And basically what is said to him is, if you don't get drafted, you can't come back here because then you're going to, like, you won't be able to come back into Greece because you're undocumented. So they are willing to take this risk. And it literally, this isn't, like, I'm not ruining the movie because this is, like, you could look this up. And believe me, this movie, this is so minor to what this, what you're going to get from this movie. But it literally comes down to the wire for this kid. And I was a bawling mess um, just because I really got super attached to this family and, like, these boys. And they were so polite. And they were just good. They're good boys. They're just, like, it's a good family and it's a good so I was really rooting for him. I figured he made it in because the whole thing is there three brothers that are NBA champions, right? Yeah. I mean, I think also like the basketball part of it is like the story I'm assuming is about Giannis. It is about both of them. So Giannis and Thanasis? Yeah. Or? Not really Costas. So, Cost- yeah, the, so there is, Costas? Yeah. Yeah. Because there is four and uh, they have a younger, younger brother, Alex, who, yes. uh, is kind of almost in the NBA, like kind of back and forth. Yeah. So those are the four that lived with him in Greece. And then they had a, a brother named Francis and he was the one that was left in Nigeria, but oh. they've all been reuni- reunited because they showed pictures at the end, of course, of the entire family. And you know, that's going to get me every single time. And the two people that played um, Giannis and Than- Thanos, is that how you say it? Thanasis. Uh, Thanasis. Yeah. Because there's an extra A in there. Thanasis are brothers themselves. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and the one line that got me and then I'm done is um, we stick together, but sometimes we need to sacrifice for the family. Unfortunately, the dad did pass away really young. He was like 51 or something. He had a heart attack. They didn't really. That wasn't part of the movie. It was just one of those after yeah. afterwards. But I think he did see them succeed a little bit. But I was like, wow. But after everything they went through, I can see how life was hard. Like it really, man, we are privileged. I don't care what anybody says. You watch that movie and t- tell me you're not privileged. Like for what some people have to go through when you're like emigrating or you're, I don't know. Like it's, it was, yeah. I love you so much. Thank you for making me watch the basketball sports movie. It's I, not about basketball, you guys. Anybody would like it. I'm not, I say, I'm not a sports fan, and I could not have loved that movie anymore. It's good. Especially, like, for 
uh, Thanasis isn't really a star. Like Giannis, you could ar- it's very easy to argue that he is the best player in basketball. Yeah, that's what I was reading about afterwards, that he is. The- and I'm like, I've never heard of this kid. And I guess they kept always spelling his name wrong. And he was like, it doesn't matter. I know what it is. But his agent was like, no, like you have to be, you know, like it's like, no, that's your name. And it should be spelled properly. And yeah. And when he got drafted, it was um, no one at first knew how to say his name. Yeah. So forever, it was just his nickname, which is the Greek freak. The Greek freak. Yeah, I read that too. And yeah, it's he, like he's a superstar. His brother, like Thanasis, is like a bench player, but plays on the, they play on the same team together. Right. And then the third brother. Plays uh, for LA, I think? No. He played for LA oh, okay. in the bubble, and that's where he won a championship out of the three of them. He was the first to win a championship. Oh, okay. But he didn't play. He was just on the Lakers. Oh, I see. Yeah. But then Giannis is the superstar of the team, and they won the title. Less. Not not oh. this past year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and they they play for Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, and yeah. then the third brother at one point was on the Raptors, like uh, farm team. Oh, okay. Don't know where he is now, but okay. He's someone. He's someone the Raptors would would like. Yeah. They're great. I really, really like this movie. Sorry, the director is Akin um, Omosto, I think. Yeah. And I watched it on Disney. I don't know if I said that. And I don't know the Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't matter. It's 100%. Just watch it. What's Rotten Tomatoes? What? Or did you not write it down? I didn't write it down, but it doesn't matter. It's 100%. Don't just watch the movie, everyone. It's really good. I'm done. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, my movie is 2019's Rocket Man. Rocket Man! Uh, directed by Dexter Fletcher. It is about young Reginald Dwight, which you could have given me about 5,000 guesses, and I probably would not have guessed that that was <laughs> Elton John's real name. No, me either. Uh, so he changes his name to Elton John, collaborates with a singer-songwriter, Bernie Taupin, uh, to become a pop icon. Uh, the uh, musical story journeys through his breakthrough of the 1970s and transforming from shy piano prodigy to international superstar. Nice. Thank you. Uh, so we got Taron Edgerton, who mm-hmm. plays Elton John. Richard Madden, who plays his... We'll get to what he is. Uh, Jamie Bell, who plays uh, Bernie. And Bryce Dallas Howard plays his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, he walks into this presumably AA meeting wearing a crazy outfit, which was just a, an Elton John staple. They said, oh, what's your name? And I just love that it was, my name is El, uh, Elton Hercules John. Yes. Hercules, great well, middle name. Why not? Um, this is not like Rise. This is not, this is more, if you would want to call this movie something else besides Rocket Man, you could probably call it Fall. Because right. Because it is a fall from grace. Um, he immediately, they ask what he's addicted to. And he said, I'm a ho- alcoholic. I'm addicted to cocaine, addicted to sex. I'm bulimic. I have a little problem with weed. Uh, I'm a shopaholic and a uh, problem with prescription drugs. And I'm also here for anger management. Amazing. I don't you you ha- know what? Just do it all. That's a lot of, that's a, I don't Just, think that's AA. That's like, yeah. A C S B W S P A. Right. Uh, so then you go back to his childhood. He's this piano prodigy. He's good enough to get a scholarship at the Royal Academy of Music it's this great scene where he walks in and the te- like the teacher or whatever is like playing a song. She's like, oh, can you play me something? And he's like, oh, like, I didn't bring anything. Like, he's still just a kid. She's like, okay, well, just, just play me anything just so I know like, like how good you are. Yeah, what I'm working with. Yeah, 
and so he plays exactly what she was playing <gasps> and like then God. then stops yeah and she goes why did you stop and he's like well that's all you played like, like that's all I heard. I'm like, oh my god! Like, it's amazing to me. Some people have that skill. I do not. Oh, I it, like not at all. Uh, both of his parents, I just say, are unavailable. The dad is just like typical 1960s dad. We're closed off. We're not talking about anything. The mom just kind of, kind of pushes him away. Doesn't mm-hmm. really want him. Not yeah. doesn't want him, but just it's just distant. Just that's kind of the way it was, though, right? Like, it wasn't like it is now, but... Uh, he sings, I Want Love. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, the Rocket... he played. They played the Rocket Man tune. Mm-hmm. Like, he's pretending that he is, uh, like, directing an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And then he's on the piano, like, in his head, playing the Rocket Man tune. Um, then he plays in public for the first time. They do a good job of, like, he's a kid playing in, like, a pub. But then they kind of transition into him being an adult. He's playing with this band and uh, they get, uh, oh, they they do Saturday Night's All Right, mm-hmm. which I forgot that, that was an Elton John song because I'm so used to the Nickelback version with Hockey Night in Canada before. Right. Um, so, yeah, they do the young Elton to, to an adult. He's going on tour to back up an American group that I didn't did write down. Um, he ends up meeting the songwriter. They kind of get together. He picks his like stage name and it's probably, I I doubt this is true unless he said this, but he picks Elton John because he's sitting in like a, uh, meeting and he looks over and he sees the Beatles picture and he sees John Lennon. So he's like Elton John. John. Yeah. That could have just, that could have just been the end. It could have. Oh, and done. (laughs) He didn't say rocket man. Not yet. Um, so that oh wait so he meets the songwriter after uh he does your song mm-hmm. uh goes on this usa tour and the the guy who meets them is like first a jerk it's honestly like i can't remember if this or bohemian came out first but it seems like just carbon copies of the scene where it's like ah you're gonna be nothing right <laughs> right yeah yeah you, you need someone to be the bad guy i guess <laughs> yeah. um and he tells him before he goes on this u.s tour put on a great fucking show and don't kill yourself with drugs yeah that's great advice perfect just covering all your bases there uh he plays at the troubadour okay kind of felt like it was something yeah yeah it seemed like a cool club it was like a monday night um one of the guys i, I he, so they have like he has a manager and then he has someone that kind of like works closer with him with the songwriter so it's pretty much like the three of them at first so this other guy is like, oh, my God, I'm so drunk. Someone lend me their keys. So then he, like, drives to this party, which, like, I know it's of the times, and it was the you throw the keys up, and whoever catches it, you can drive. So it's a little looser, but yeah. like, still just not good. Yeah. Uh, they're at this party, and he's, like, sad, but then starts singing Tiny Dancer. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's out in John. It's just a lot of good songs. Um, he meets Richard Madden. They kind of introduce each other. They become lovers. Lovers. Uh, but then Richard Madden becomes his manager, screws uh, screws over his old manager and like the other guy. And they just tell him like, good luck or mm-hmm. whatever, because he's going to like this bigger agent now or bigger manager with Richard Madden. Um, so then it actually turns out that Richard Madden cares more about the business side than actually being in a relationship and being in love. Um, he wants to hide the relationship because he says like it's it'll affect the business like if right. they know we're gay yeah 
Yep. Um, he wants to make sure his like parents are like media trained, which is terrible. He goes to see him, and like his dad was never there for him, so he goes to see this like this is like as he's starting to blow up, mm-hmm. and he kind of like he talks to his dad, and he's like, "Oh, can you sign this picture for me?" And he says like to dad, and he's like, "Oh no, it's not for me. It's for like a buddy at work." Uh. But then he has two like half brothers. And he sees him like actually be a dad to them, which mm. he never he never had. Right. Um, his mom he like calls his mom to tell him tell her that he's gay, and she's like, "Yeah, no, like I knew." Right. Um, but she also says, um, he'll never be loved properly, mm. and he should keep being gay to himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is is pretty tough. Um, then Richard Madden and him got in a fight right before that phone call, and he like pulls him out. He's like, "You're on stage in ten minutes, like." you have to go now and he they like get into like a slight fight and richard madden slaps him and he's like never don't ever put your hands on me right which doesn't really make sense because he was putting his hands on him right yeah not very equal rights there um so he has so he's bragging to bernie the writer and he's like i have the number one this is like a little bit further but he's like i have the number one album in the world i'm about to go on the highest grossing rock tour ever and they do like a little montage of all the places he plays um he find he catches richard madden richard madden i feel like i've said the name so much that like yeah you're sounds right. wrong yeah no you're good um he catches him cheating but not just like oh no he caught me in bed he's like sitting by the pool and there's the pool boy servicing right. him yeah um so then he just starts he takes like just like a handful of drugs that are like all different like shapes sizes colors yeah. and a lot of drinking like a skittle surprise yeah um so he's like in this haze there's like they do this cool thing where it's just like the it's ringing like the like his ears are ringing and you can feel, feel that it, yeah um he tries to kill himself by just he's he like stops the whole party and he's like watch this i'm gonna kill myself and he like falls into the pool but then as he's down there he sees like his younger self playing rocket man again we get the tune um and then uh at an hour and 24 minutes. Yes. We get Rocket Man. Rocket Man. And then, like, right after, he plays Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Which I was trying to think about it, like, what my favorite song was. I know. And I think, to me, it comes down to either Benny and the Jets or uh, I'm Still Standing. Right. It's a good one because I'm Still Standing is, like, it's, like, a good theme of, like, life. Like, I'm still. But Benny and the Jets is just. Fun. It's so fun. Benny. Uh, he gets he gets married, okay, to like a girl, yep. even though like, yep. but he's bi, it's yeah. fine. No, no, no problem with that. Yeah, it's yeah. just like kind of random. Like they also don't, they don't really like as much as it is about his life. That part was just kind of like, oh, he's singing with this girl. Ah, they kind of like each other. Ah, they're married, but that is like forty five seconds. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're done with that. Just Wrap really, it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, his mom. They go out to dinner, and his mom's like, "I hate you. Like I never wanted you. Like I never wanted to be a mom." <laughs> beautiful uh uh he gets he meets with the songwriter again and basically like they get in this big fight and they do goodbye yellow brick road oh so good um he has a heart attack yep uh yep. right before playing at madison square garden and richard That's madden's richard madden's like oh you know i'll get him up he's gonna play tomorrow no problem yeah, yeah shake it off rub rub some dirt on it yeah no kidding uh so then he's in the costume that he starts the movie in at madison square garden so he like storms out of msg and gets in a car he leaves like at night even though it's a like he's at a concert like he's at his own concert 
and he gets in a cab and starts driving. But then the cab doesn't get to like where he needs to go until like the next day. Oh, okay. Kinda. Well, it's a long, it's a long, long it's a, drive. Yeah, it's a probably very expensive cab fare. Um, and he's in this like AA rehab facility. Okay, good. Yeah. And they do a really cool like he confronts the important people of his life, like his dad, his mom. Uh, his grandmother, who was always supportive of him, Richard Madden, the songwriter, like all the people that were important in his life kind of come, quotes, to that place. Yeah. And he talks to them and he gets to like deal. deal. Yeah. Mm. Close it up. Uh, so then then it's I'm still standing, which mm-hmm. is not funny, but like Taron Edgerton sings it in this, but also in the movie Sing where he's an animated gorilla or something like that he sings i'm still standing oh, okay so i just and that was before this movie oh okay so i kind of like oh I, that's funny i really like and i also knew then before i saw this movie i'm like okay so i know he can actually sing because of yeah because he does all the singing like he doesn't have there's no voiceover he does all the singing mm. it's pretty great um and then yeah that's the end of the movie like it's just he's been elton john has been sober for 28 years and counting Good so i guess stuff. at this point probably more than 30 yeah 30 years yeah. um he still has an issue with shopping yes we know elton john glamorous yeah um, sequenced it up <laughs> uh he's raised over 450 million dollars to help Aww. people living with hiv and aids nice good for him uh the closing credits do a good job of the costumes in the movie alongside the outfits that mm-hmm. Elton John actually wore. And, like, they're... Dead on. Pretty well yeah, close. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Perfect. I really enjoyed it for, like, a musical. It's not, like... It's not, like, everything is a musical. They just... Yeah, yeah. Put Elton John songs in the right spots of the movie. I'm just going to see what next week is to make sure it's not... Oh, it is. It is. Well, I okay. don't, it doesn't matter. It's like, uh-oh. It is La La Land, which I know is yeah. a lot of singing. It's a lot of singing. <laughs> it's okay. just funny. Maybe the back-to-back was, was well, a bad call. Well, because it's also like, and Damien Chazelle is coming out with a new a new movie with Brad Pitt and Margot Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Babylon. Babylon. I don't know when that comes out, though. I don't know either. I feel like I haven't even seen the trailer. I just saw no, but people I think talking about no, it. No, but I think that's they're doing that on purpose. I think they're trying to keep it under wraps. I think it's that one. There's a Scorsese one with Leo, the Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. There's a couple just kind of secret movies out I there. I know. I kind of like that, though. And it's fun to go into it, like, not knowing much. I know. It'd be kind of fun, right? Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, Rocketman. Enjoyed awesome. it. Not I, a top 10 biopic. Oh, okay, but, great. I was going to ask you, but then I thought, oh, I'll just hear soon. But, uh, yeah, let's get into our top 10 biopics. Do you have any honorable mentions? I do. Excellent. Me too. I have two. I have three. Okay. You can go but first. But I didn't have three before when Rise, <laughs> I only had two. I'm interested to see. <laughs> but then one of them had to get bumped out because Rise had to get me on this list. So I have The Greatest Showman. Um, mm. Spencer, I thought that, um, oh my God, I was going to say Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Stewart was uh, so incredible. Like, it's she, I just thought she was really, really good. And Hacksaw Ridge. Whew, that was a tough movie. So that one was in my top 10 and I bumped it out. Yeah. That was a tough movie. I would never watch it again, but man, it was good. And what a beautiful man to save that many souls. Yeah, to go to war and just feel like I'm not here to fight. I'm not going to even lift a gun, but I'm going to save like hundreds of people. Oh, beautiful. Uh, my honorable mentions. I guess now it is three. I would include Rocket Man okay. in the honorable mentions. Okay, that's good. 
Rocket Man and Bohemian are yeah. about they were about the same movie to me. Yeah. Uh and then Eight Mile. Oh Frig. That's a good that's a good especially on YouTube Ooh. they have like the they have like the end rap battles and it's just it's a good movie. It's just a very like raw movie. That is a good movie. Ooh. Yeah. There's a couple like I feel like I'm gonna say it and you're gonna be like, is that a biopic though? Well, I just looked it up. I Biopics. And then I just was like, yes to that one, no to that. I made a whole bunch, a big list and then I just narrowed it down. But now that you say eight mile, I'm like, ooh, that was the bad call on my part. Okay. Number ten. Me? It's up to you. You won the You could go first. My number ten is yes. a movie we talked about and I think forgot about the title, but it's Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's okay. Melissa McCarthy oh, plays Lee Israel, yeah. and it's uh, her and Richard E. Grant. She's a writer, and it's like not a mystery story, but it's just kind of like she's like an alcoholic and stuff. It's Melissa McCarthy, like still kind of funny, but a little more mm. gritty. Yeah, yeah, more, she, gr- more gritty, more gritty for sure. Richard and E. Grant is actually the like comedic, or tries to be. Yeah, that was a good movie. Very good movie, underrated movie. I put Bohemian Rhapsody because, you know, Freddie Mercury, Rami Malek was incredible. Who doesn't like a story about Queen? I thought they did a really good job. So I put Bohemian Rhapsody. My number nine Mm -hmm. is The King's Speech. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, It was a good movie. Calm Firth, you know, it won won an Oscar? Nominated? There was nominations. I don't know what it won. Recognition it deserves. I watched this in, like, high school. And I I didn't really appreciate it. And then I watched it again. And I'm like, oh. No, it's a great movie. He did a really good job. Yeah. Um, I put Green Book, the story about, oh, yeah, yeah, Dr. John Shirley. He's a world-class pianist. And Mahersha Ali and Viggo Mortenstein are, like, incredible. I just love them together. And I love, um, I just, like, I really enjoyed the story. I thought it was a really well-done movie. Like, I think if I had saw, like, if, you know, when you just see a trailer and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to like that movie. And then you watch it and you're like, wow, that was incredible. Yeah, that was that movie for me. Uh, my number eight. Yeah. And you're going to be surprised this movie is this low. Okay. But The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. I just, I love the movie. It's a great movie. You know, Scorsese, Leo, and yeah. go down the list. The Quaaludes, Margot Robbie. Totally. John Bernthal is always I underrated. I didn't even wreck the car. Didn't it's my even. favorite. <laughs> I didn't even scratch the car. Yeah. Um, Just as a biopic, though, I feel like it's lower than everything else here because, like, not that it glorifies, because if you watch it, they're not trying to tell you to do this. Yeah. But I just think, like... As a biopic. There are better biopics, even if yeah. this is a better movie. Yeah, I totally understand. My number eight is going to 100% be on yours. It could even be your number one. So I'm going to fly over it. I'm okay. just going to say it, and yeah. we're not going to even talk about it. Because okay. I know it's going to be high for you, but I'm going to say Miracle. Done. Yep. Go. Uh, my number seven. Yeah. Very underrated movie that we both went into it not thinking we were going to like it. We yeah. watched this movie together. It's very long. I think well over three hours. Yeah. Amadeus. Oh, I know. We both really liked it. I, I mean, a story about Mozart, obviously someone you wouldn't know, but just like the, not even the tragedy, but just like. I don't even know. It was, he was so childlike and it was so playful and it was, I don't know. It was a great movie. I remember you and I were like, oh, we got to watch so this. So long. We got to skip through it. And then we started watching it. We're like, we're like wow, this wow, this is actually a really good movie. I know. That's a good one. Um, my number seven is Dallas Buyers Club. So with um, Matthew McConaughey and he plays Ron Wood Woodroof and he has AIDS and he's basically given like months to live. And then he starts smuggling like unapproved like 
drugs into the U.S. to try and save people and stuff. So I just thought it was such a really well done movie. And him and Jared Leto, I thought were really good. Uh, my number six, a movie that if you, this is this is a test to see if you have seen this movie. Okay, great. Raging Bull. I have not. So that'll be on the list one day. It's uh, Robert oh, De Niro. It's, and it's I think it's a boxing movie. Boxing, yeah. Not that much about boxing, more about his life, which just isn't that great itself. But the movie yeah. is amazing. But okay. uh, it's a Jake LaMotta, I'm pretty sure it's his name. And it's, is it the one where he says, are you talking to me or is that Taxi? That's Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. I always uh, get them mixed up. I don't know why. Uh, it's De Niro and I believe Joe Pesci is like his... Of course it is. It's like his man. <laughs> Obviously, it's Joe Pesci. <laughs> who else would it be? Um, my number six, who, which shocked me that this was a biopic when I looked them up, is 12 Years a Slave. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't realize it was... I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize it was. But it's about Solomon Northrop, who is a a free black man who lives in New York, but they travel and he gets end up getting... Uh, kidnapped and and sold into slavery and i just think it was just it was a really well done movie i think i i might want to rewatch that yeah it's a hard one but a good one like one of those like wow that was really well done my number five is a movie that uh people have now brought to tiktok and uh sandra bullock calling the coach oh yeah enough with the damn trick plays run the damn ball <laughs> and everyone really thinks they're funny even though girls are like i don't even know what they're i don't doing. know what they're doing i don't know what they're saying blindside though it's yeah. incredible yeah. sandra bullock's amazing the true story of michael Orr, someone that went from not having a bed to making the nfl but you don't really get the nfl part you just get him in high school and then he gets starting gets recruited to go to college but it's Sandra Bullock is just he's a gentle giant and when she takes him in that room and is like this is your room and he's like I've never had one of these before and she said oh your own room and he said my own bed it is like gut like it feels like it somebody punches you in the stomach you're like that what the sweet little boy oh not he's not little sweet gentle giant yes um my number five into the wild the story about Christopher McCandle's um, gave basically gives up all his savings, donates all his money, and travels to Alaska. And it's probably visually, I think I did say this in our, mm-hmm. it's visually one of the best movies. Soundtrack, incredible, because it's all Pearl Jam. Or it might be, sorry, just Eddie Vedder. I'm not sure if it's, yeah, I think it is just Eddie Vedder. Um, sorry, my nose is so itchy. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a little tragic, but it's beautiful movie. Notice I haven't said rise yet. I just want to point that out. Okay. I'm, I was ex- I was expecting top five. It's higher, not higher than I thought it would be because I know you really liked it. I did really like it. My number four. Yeah. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton. I think the biggest part of this movie is to just have Ice Cube's son yeah. play. Ice Cube is amazing. It's a movie I definitely want to go back and rewatch because I just, the first time I watched it, I'm like, I'm just in love with this movie because it's a story I didn't know. It's a group that I didn't grow up with, so I wouldn't have known. And like learning about, you know, Easy E and what happened with that. And right. Ice Cube, like leaving the group and all the, the drama with that. Yeah. Great movie. Good movie, for sure. My number four is Rise. Top five. Top five. So I don't need to say anything about it because you know how much I loved it, but it is my number four. I did really need to watch it. You do. It's so good. Uh, my number three 
the social network. Yeah, I figured that one would be on your list. Who who does Jesse Eisenberg? He's so good. Born born to play Mark Mark Zuckerberg. Let's so bring true. him. Let's bring him back. Social network too. Right. You get Andrew Garfield like pretty much before anything. Yeah. Like you get him before Spider Man even. Yeah. And he's the disgruntled ex partner, and the, he has that great scene where he like storms in. And he's like, "I'm not just coming for twenty percent. I'm coming for the whole thing," or whatever he says. <laughs> right. Justin Timberlake, who. Yeah. Uh, is the guy that invested in Napster. Napster, yeah. Um, but yeah, just and then like the what, Winklevoss, Winklevoss twins, or like the people that think they created Facebook, right? Or the Facebook as it was called. Yes, the Facebook. It's just all around just great movie. It is. I feel like Dakota Fanning's in it. Not Dakota uh, Fanning. Dakota Johnson, Johnson is she like sleeps with Justin Timberlake right. and then he figures out that he's the guy that invested in Napster. Because she kind of makes fun of him and oh, then you're like an entrepreneur. <laughs> oh, you must be unemployed. <laughs> Sean Parker invested in Napster. Nice, nice to meet, meet you. you. I'm just... I, I slept with Sean Parker. It's like a little cringy, but yeah. Um, my number three is Wild. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Probably not. It's mm. Reese Witherspoon. So it's the true story. Well, it's obviously a true story biopic, but it's um, Cheryl Strayed and she loses her mom and then basically just goes off the rails, like just makes really bad decisions. And so to get her kind of shit together, she packs up and walks the the piece, the Pacific Crest Trail, which is like one of the hardest ones. And it's like basically all up California and um, she has no experience, but it's not it's just. It's such a well done movie and really it's just Reese Witherspoon. I mean, you get a couple dabbles of like characters, obviously people you meet on the trail or, but Laura Dern plays her mom. Um, I just thought it was just a really well done movie and I just think it was, um, just cool. Like, you know, you're just like putting yourself in a really, like you've gone through some bad shit and now you're just going to like push yourself to, I don't know, get out of that. Like, you know, she doesn't even know how to set up a tent. Like, anyways, I really liked it. My number two is where the controversy comes in. Oh, I love this. And the question is, is this movie a biopic? Okay. Goodfellas. Well, it was on the list. Technically a biopic. <laughs> yeah, it did see it, but I was like, I don't feel like it is, but I'm okay if, if you're, if you have it. But if you have it, I would have it. Yeah. But Yeah. It, it's a tricky one because it is about um, I can't remember his name now, but the guy that Ray Liotta plays is yeah. about him, who is a real Henry Hill, who is okay. a real person. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of read that. and I'm like, all right, I'm going to put that one in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze that one in there. It's not quite number one, but like out of this list, it's almost like it's too good to be a biopic if that makes sense. Right. Because it is just like if you look at both of our lists combined, Goodfellas is like far and away the best movie like not even close easily like one 50 feet of crap oh wait oh i didn't i left a movie out oh no you know what you know what we're gonna say goodfellas doesn't count okay i'll take it out number two moneyball oh okay yeah i was gonna say i was kind of waiting for that one because yeah brad pitt plays billy bean of this incredible i mean this oakland A's team that just never has enough money and then they go on this amazing winning streak jonah hill is just like the nerd kind of but i just brad it's pitt the, it's the money behind the the bite the baseball though yeah it's it's like all money like yeah. it's not about players and like specific pl- it's like money it's anyways it's for me it was a little over my head so 
I I, I don't know. So yeah, if, well, uh, if if Goodfellas doesn't count, I'll put Moneyball in there. Okay, I think that's fair only because then I would have Goodfellas in there too, right? And I was kind of like, I don't feel like, but I get it. Um, my number two is Beautiful Boy with um, it's the true story of Nicholas. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying them. Sorry, I know it's obviously a true story. Nicholas Chef, and he is played by Timothy Chalamet. And his father, played by Steve Carell, is just trying to help him because he's so addicted to math and, like, stuff. And it might be some of the best acting I think I've ever seen. There's a scene of them sitting in the diner across from each other, and it's just so raw, and it's so real, and that's exactly what the conversation would look like. Like, it didn't look, my line, your line, my line, your line. Do you know? Like, it just felt real, and I just think they did such a good job and i was late to the party on that movie like i watched it late yeah, like we years t- we, later we talked about seeing it and then just never did it was we that never did that in the wall Ooh, the wall that was traumatizing i've never seen it so you can put that on the list for future movies beautiful to watch. boy yeah nice i will um number one okay well i'm gonna say my number you, one yeah. first because i know what it is we know, know we know what's coming we already set it up but okay you can go first. um my number one is hidden figures I just think it was one of the best movies. First of all, you have some kick-ass women running, not running, but like they're figuring out all the NASA stuff. I thought um, Taraji P. Henson mm-hmm. was so great. Um, and Octavia Spencer and Janelle Monet and I don't know, just all of them. I just thought it was so well done. And it's a, I did have a hard time like really picking a number one because I feel like my top like – like three, four could be very interchangeable. Cause then once I started talking about beautiful boy, I was like, should that have been number one? Cause that was a really good movie, but I think I'm going to go women power. I didn't even know that was biopic. The yeah. uh, beautiful boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nicholas chef. Go ahead. Number one. Number one. Miracle. Miracle. Best, best sports movie ever. Yeah. It's on a, it's on a lot of these lists because and it, it always wins brackets because you get watching it watching it as a kid i was like oh cool hockey yeah but, like when you watch when i watched it like more recently it's like actually a way more like layered story obviously there's a lot of hockey but there's a lot of interpersonal drama mm-hmm. like you go into like not household drama but like well his wife his is wife like, patricia clarkson yeah like patricia clarkson? yep yep um it is just and she's such a great like loving wife and supportive, supportive but still like i'm not gonna put up with shit yeah. like Stand, you know. stands her ground but yeah. also is there to help yeah i thought she i thought they portrayed her in a really great way and like the best non-hockey scene from that movie is christmas they're all together and they're like playing football and then they're giving each other gifts and like they have this like not even bit but there's a point of the movie where he's upset at them and just keeps blowing a whistle and saying again and they have to like skate like yeah. su- like oh my hockey God. suicides pretty much yeah I guess you're probably not supposed to say that, but you just, okay. you skate a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So then for Christmas, they like give them this like toy whistle. <laughs> yeah. So then they like almost make a joke out of that, out mm-hmm. of like a terrible situation. Great story. If you've never seen That's it. That's a great scene. The the whistle one. Yeah. Where that, they're skating. Again. Like for, for what he was trying to accomplish, it was really well done yeah. because I didn't even know, like, what do you want from these boys? Mm. And then when you figure it out, you're like, that was good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just it's the, a good one. It's a good one for the sure. Best sports movie out there. I know it, it made maybe, my top ten. Yeah, yeah, because I agree. I think it's just such a good movie. Is Remember the Titans a true story? Yes. Frig. I think also We Are Marshall is too. Well, Ooh. yeah, We Are Marshall is. We Are Marshall. 
Uh, you could almost do just sports biopics. Do you want to? We should do an episode where we watch those two movies. Which one? Remember, Remember the, the Titans? Titans and We Are Marshall. That would be like because then the we both day. both watch them and then. And then we could do the positives and the negative, not negatives necessarily, but like, like what and one, contrast. yeah, like what one movie maybe did a little bit better, or what we liked. You know, do we like the characters better in this one? We could. That'd be a good one. We still have to do the Infinity War too, and end game end game we want to do that are we doing that for the podcast do you want to do that that'd be fun what are we going to talk about hi we watched the movie uh, no we could compare and contrast those ones too <laughs> one of them is really sad and the other one's really sad uh, right <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways that was fun yeah uh case got anything else uh are we going to tell them what we're doing next oh, week? yeah um next week I am watching Assassination of Jesse James and a whole, there's a whole other line. The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Yes. And Which I'm I've watch- always wanted to see, so I'm happy I get to see it. And I'm watching La La Land. Bit of a shorter title. I, yeah. I'm uh, worried about that one for you. And then we're going to do a movie draft from the company A24. Yeah. So we, I know in the movie tag we did, there was a couple things um i'd lost my train of thought oh we did a movie tag and it was what's your favorite a24 movie so then we're gonna now we're gonna one and two i think we're okay well we won't take each other's movies no no i think we should just say this is our like we're gonna pick we each get our one movie we want you want uncut gems i want on the rocks and then we pick 10 more then we go from there yeah, or nine more, eight more, whatever we want, whatever number. But we just, that is just a given. We're just going to start. We each have that. I feel like ceremoniously, we should still pick the movies. Okay, that's fine. But let's pick it for the, I, I don't know, the last one or the very first one or whatever. Yeah. That's fine. I feel like first. I feel like first. Okay, just get just, it out of the way. Yeah, because then we can do our little spiel on it and we're good. Yeah. Yay. All right. Case, got anything else? I got nothing else. All right. Then besides that, we will see you next time. Bye.